Um, good morning. Today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas Etareichel Bas Ber Yekusiel and Yerachmiel Ben Eliezer. And it's also for, yeah, and Matisya Mordechai Ben Yosef. Today's daf is daf Nun Gimel. We got up to the bottom of uh, Nun Beizam Mubei 52b, the Mishnah. Carrying on with our discussion of what different animals are allowed to go out with on Shabbos. So it says, A donkey is allowed to go out with its saddlecloth when it is tied to it. Rams may go out in tied together. Most of these will be clarified in the Gemara. Um, sheep may go out in all the different types of tied up. Goats may go out with their um, with their udders tied, as we'll see later on in the death. There are two reasons they would tie their they would either tie the udders up to make the milk dry up, um, to so that they could uh, conceive, or it was more pleasant for the animals. Um, or a second possibility is they would tie something under the udders to catch the milk that drips. Rabbi Yosi says, says, so Rabbi Yossi says it's also to go out with any of them except for the sheep that are kavunos. We haven't described kavunos, but we'll see that in the Gemara. Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi He says goats can go with their udders tied, but only to... Uh, but only if it's to dry out the milk, not if it's tied, not if it's tied in the way that catches the milk. Okay, so that's the Mishnah again. Different items that are allowed. So now we're going to discuss the case of the donkey. So just to remember, the donkey has the saddlecloth over him. Um, that's kept often, as we'll see, that was kept on a donkey just about all the time. And then on the other, um, and then. Uh, And then over that, they would sometimes put the saddle if they needed to carry a load or something. So, so regarding the saddlecloth, Shmuel says, this that you're allowed to tie on the saddlecloth is as long as it's there from Erev Shabbos. Because, as I pointed out, the saddlecloth was largely on the donkey for warmth. And it provides a huge purpose. Yeah, I should... Um, Remember, if it's something that's common for the animal to wear and for the animal itself, then it's allowed to go out with it on Shabbos. So these saddle um, cloths, they would, donkeys would often wear just the, would often wear for warmth. And part, however, if you only put it on on Shabbos, well, then it's clear it's because you want to put a load on it. And that would be also um, as, it's, as it's not necessary. Um, a different reason given by the Rishonim is that you might lean on the donkey while tying the saddlecloth on it. And as we know, you're not allowed to make use of animals. You're not allowed to ride them, etc. And leaning on them would fall into that category. Um, and that's so you would not be... So, so we have two reasons why you can't tie a saddlebag, the saddlecloth onto the donkey on Shabbos. One is, um, the, the first one, which is Rashi, which is the standard one we'll go with, is it's 
for war, it's put it's for warmth. So if it's on from Arab Shabbos, it's clear that you want your donkey to be warm. If you're only putting it on on Shabbos, well, it's clear it doesn't really need it, and you're only putting it on to carry a load. And the second reason is that um, that you might lean on the animal while tying this cloth on. You can actually deduce this from a Mishnah later on. I that this that you can go the donkey can go out with this saddle cloth. With this cloth, is if it's had it on since erev Shabbos. Why? A donkey cannot go out with this saddle cloth when it's not tied onto it. Now, hey, dummy, what do you mean when it's not tied onto it? If you want to tell me, it means that it's not tied to it at all. It's going with this cloth just balanced on its back. Pshita, obviously you can't. Maybe it will fall off and the owner will come to carry it. In the Rishus Rabbim. So what must it mean when it says not tied on? That it wasn't tied on from Erev Shabbos. That implies that our ratio, which says when it was tied on, must have been that it was tied on from Erev Shabbos. Shema Mina, and that's conclusive. And Tanya Nami we have a brisa which teaches the same halacha. A donkey can go out with a saddle cloth when it's tied on from Erev Shabbos, but not with a saddle, even if it was tied on from Erev Shabbos. Rabbi Shuman Gamli Oimer, it can even go out with a saddle if it was tied on it from onto the donkey from Erev Shabbos. As long as you don't tie the breast straps or the strap that goes under its tail. So let's just, before we come on to why you can't do that, what Rabbi Gamliel holds, the saddle does add a little bit of warmth to the donkey. And therefore you're allowed to tie it on, as long as the donkey had it on from Erev Shabbos, you're allowed to go out with your donkey lead, or the donkey's allowed to go out with the saddle cloth and the saddle on its back. The Tanakama holds, it's insignificant. The amount that this donkey helps, um, the amount that this uh, saddle cloth helps, is uh, really mana. And therefore... You can't put the saddle on the donkey and it can't go out with it, even if it was on it from Erev Shabbos, right? Because that would be a muscle, a burden. Remember, we learned this is what we started the parak with, and an animal's not allowed to go with the burden. Um, now, then he just mentions, however, the saddle can't be tied by the breast straps or the tails. That, that, those straps were to hold the load in place if the donkey was going up or downhill. If it was going up and downhill, it would slip back, so they had straps under its breath, breast and the other way around under its tail if it's going downhill so those are clearly there just to support just to carry a load so those straps you cannot put on the donkey what's the halacha regarding put this putting the saddle cloth on the donkey on Shabbos. I, we just learned in the previous price, so you can't put it on on Shabbos to take it out into Rishus Arabim. But what happens if it's in the courtyard, it's in your garden, and it's cold? Can you put this blanket on the donkey? Um, various reasons are given why you would not be allowed to. Amongst them, that um, Tosfos here give the reason is because it's unnecessary effort on Shabbos. Shabbos is supposed to be relaxing, and this could be fall under the category of unnecessary es- um, effort. 
others um, give various reasons, but let's go with that. So the, again, so the reason that you might not be allowed to put the saddle cloth on, even though you're just staying in the courtyard, is because it's too much work and you shouldn't be doing that on Shabbos. So on Malay, Mutar, he says, yeah, it's fine. He can go out with this. You can put the saddlecloth on the donkey again, not to go into on Shabbos, not to go into Rishus Rabbi, but to keep it warm. Okay, for us, a difference between this and a saddle. As we learned, you're not allowed to put the saddle on the donkey. So Ishtiki was silent. Now he took the silent to mean, I'm not even going to bother answering your question. I Obviously, the saddle is also mutar. So he challenged him. He says, If your donkey has a saddle on its back, you're not allowed to take it off by hand. You have to run, move your donkey up and down so that it falls off. If you're not allowed to take off the saddle, you're definitely not allowed to put it on the donkey's back. If we go with Tosos' reason, if it's too much work to take a saddle off a donkey, you're definitely not allowed to put it on, which is even more work. Yeah, so you're saying that should be Allowed. Well, let's wait for the conclusion of the Gomorrah. I don't know why they don't bring a Tzar Belich. I mean, we do bring in Tzar. That's why we allow a saddlecloth and not a saddle. Um, now, we're assuming that if you can't put it, the Gomorrah at the moment is assuming if you can't put a saddle on it, you also can't put the saddlecloth. So, Amalei Rebbe Zerah, Shavkei, Karabes Virele. Leave Rav Barashi. Rav Barashi was the one who said you can put on a saddlecloth. And he's assuming you can also put on a saddle. He's just following his Rebbe. As we'll see, Omar Barashi Omar Rav. Rebbe Barashi said in Rav, who was his teacher, Not only can you, you can put a food basket in front of the animal, you can hang this food basket on the animal on Shabbos, and obviously you can put on the saddle cloth. And if you allow that, which is just for the animal's extra comfort, it's a luxury for an animal. Obviously, you would be allowed to put a saddlecloth on, which is tsar for the donkey. It's uncomfortable for the donkey to be cold. So what's this? they would hang a basket from the neck of the animal for the animal to eat from, which made it a lot easier than this donkey bending all the way down to the ground to eat. He could just lean into this basket and eat. Now that's not essential. It's not a big deal. It's not that big a deal for the donkey to bend down to the ground, but it's a little bit uncomfortable. It's it's more comfortable to not have to. We all, uh, it's almost uh, a lazy, like uh, us for lazy. There's lots of things we can do, but we'd just rather not. It's easier. It's more comfortable to do it slightly differently. So that's so that's Rav. Um, again, Rav held you can hang this basket, this traskal, which is for oineg, extra enjoyment, tanuk. And you can definitely then put on the saddlecloth, which is because of Tsar. Shmuel Amar Mardas Mutter Traskal Osur. Shmuel said, You can hang this, you can put on the saddlecloth, but you cannot put the Traskal. And Shmuel also makes a lot of sense. You can put on the saddlecloth because that's for the animals to prevent the animal being uncomfortable, be suffering, to relieve it from its pain or being its discomfort or being cold, whereas the Traskal, as we pointed out, is just extra level of Tanuk. 
Um, also, Rabbi Chia Bar Yosef Amre Lishmai say the Rav. Kaimei de Shmuel. Rabbi Chia Bar Yosef went and told the Sukya of Rav before Shmuel. I.e. told Shmuel, do you know Rav even allows us to hang this chaskal on the neck of the animal? Omalei Yehachi Omar Ab. If that's what Abba says, lo yodo b'mili de Shabbos of a klum. He doesn't know anything regarding Hilcha Shabbos. If Rav permits you to put hang this uh, load, this. Uh, Basket of food on the neck, he doesn't know Hilcha Shabbos. He called him Abba. There are two reasons they give that he called him Abba. Abba, Abba is his name. Rav was, Rav's name was Abba Richter, Abba the Tall. Or the other reason given is Abba is a sign of respect. So he refer, referred to Abba. I mean, he was, so that one would be saying Shmuel's Rav's contemporary. They were, they were the Gedolei Ador in Bavel, first generation Amoraim. And uh, he could refer to him by his first name. First name. Or he was given, saying it as a sign of respect. So it's, when Rabbi Zaira went up to Eretz Yisrael, he found Rabbi Binyom by Yosef teaching the sugi in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. You can put a saddle cloth on top of, on a donkey on Shabbos. Well said. And so too, that's how Aryach in Babel explained it. Aryach, Mano, who's Aryach? Shmuel, it's Shmuel. So I'll, I'll come back to why we call Shmuel Aryach shortly, but the issue is, Rav Nami didn't Rav say the same thing? He just came along and he said, they were saying over in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, you can put the saddle cloth on the bank, back of, you can put a saddle cloth on a donkey, on Shabbos. So, but both Rav and Shmuel held that you could put a saddle cloth on the donkey on Shabbos. Why did he say, well said, you explained it so too, Shmuel explained like that. Where did Rav and Shmuel argue? Regarding the traskal, the basket of uh, food ha- hanging hanging around his neck, so he says, "No, No, he heard him conclude, and you're not allowed to hang a traskal on Shabbos. You're not allowed to put that on the animal. So Amarle, therefore, he said, "Yasher, well said." Um, so to Ariach in Babel explained it like that. So, so just. Back to, we have a machlok as Rav and Shmuel, and now we see that Rabbi Yochanan followed, or said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, the same as Shmuel, that you can definitely put the blanket, the saddle cloth on top, on the back of the donkey, because that's for warmth. To come along and put this traskal, which is just for tanuk, this basket with food, hanging that on the donkey, so that it's easier for it to eat. Rav allows that. He obviously considers it a normal enough, uh, what's it, auxiliary thing for an animal and therefore it would be mutar and shmuel and others all know since it's for tanuk and not for but necessity basically it would be also now why did they call shmuel ariach so rashi says ariach was the name of the king and shmuel was an expert in judgment he was a shofate a judge and he judged like a king so therefore they gave him the title ariach like a king tosla say no he was specifically named after Melech Elasar, um, Arioch Melech, El, uh, Arioch Melech Elasar, that we find in uh, the Chumash, and he says, and that's because they wanted to, again alluding to the name of a king, but they wanted to include Ari, the phrase lion, Ariach. Shmuel was like a lion in his uh, psak and in his, uh, I guess maybe his power and uh, his uh, dignity. And then the Ram gives another one. He says, no, why do they want to refer to Ariach Melech Elosor? So there's an interesting uh, principle we have that we follow 
when if you have what happens? Who do you follow if you have a machlokes Rav and Shmuel in the Gemara? So there's a principle: Rav be Sure or Shmuel be Mamonos. In civil law, in monetary cases, we always follow Shmuel. In Ra in Isu Veheter. So what's kosher, what's non-kosher, what's permitted, what's forbidden, probably Hilchas Shabbos, but that's, you, we can analyze each case as we go through it. Um, we follow Rav. So Rav we follow in Isu Veheter, and Shmuel in Dine Mamnos, in civil claims. And Melech Elosor, he says, can be a contraction of Al-Isur. Shmuel was the king, but not of Isur. Elosor is Aleph Lamed, very similar to not for Isur. So he says that's why they called him Ariach, alluding to this principle. Um, but back to where we were, the Gemara says, mardas mutar, At the end of the day, everyone holds, you're allowed to put on this saddle cloth. Why did we learn up above, or why should you not be able to put on a saddle? Sorry, well there we actually said you can't take off the saddle and then we said never mind you can't take it off. You definitely would be not, not be allowed to put it on. So the one says no, shiny awesome to Eshet and offer me mela. No, there the reason we said you can't take off the saddle is because there's no need to go to the effort to take off the saddle. Just get the animal to walk up and down and the saddle will fall off itself. So we don't, you actually don't need to handle it, and that's why you're not allowed to. But if you need to, like to put it on, then you could. Rav Papa, Rav Papa gives a slightly different answer. He says, No, the reason you put the saddle cloth on is for the animal's warmth. The reason you're taking off the saddle is obviously so that it can cool down. It says, to warm the animal up is a tsar to the donkey. The donkey gets very cold, as we we'll see. And, but to cool it down, it doesn't suffer much. To Omar Inchi, as people say, A donkey, even in Tammuz, is cold. Tammuz is the, is the middle of summer in Eretz Yisrael. It's the middle of winter here. Um, but so donkey, even in the, even in the heat, in the, in the heat, in the hottest days of the year, feels cold. So donkeys always feel cold and they suffer from feeling cold. And that's why you can always put on a saddlecloth because it's always to do with that sire. To let them cool down, ach, that's not such a big deal for the donkey. He's like, oh, for once, I, for once I was a bit warm. You know, like it doesn't, uh, doesn't bother him that much. Yeah. Now we're going to challenge... Yeah, interesting, they bring from the Imre Emes, the son of the Svas Emes, one of the famous Hasidic Rebis. He says, we say else in the Gomorrah Chagiga that a person must be, regarding learning Torah, a person must be like a shore to the, with his all with his yoke, and a donkey with his, uh, with his saddle, with his saddlecloth. A, a donkey with his burden. That's how a person must be dedicated and focused on their learning. So it's bringing, yeah, donkey doesn't notice whether he's hot or cold. He's so busy focusing on carrying his load, he doesn't notice whether he's hot or cold. And so too, you must be so fixed, so focused on your Torah and mitzvahs that the peripheral distractions and the slightest comforts you don't even notice. And that's the piece of Musa that he got out of this, uh, that he brought from the sugya. Okay, carrying on. We're now going to challenge Shmuel. Shmuel. Shmuel was the one who said you can... Put on things that alleviated suffering. Ah, if it's cold, you can put on the saddle cloth, but not things that just add a little bit of uh, 
extra comfort like the truskal, like the basket of food hanging from its hanging by its neck. Says Lo Yitzchus cannot go out with this foxtails between its eyes, or this red, or the the foxtail or the red thread between its eyes. So one say, um, Rashi says they used to put these to ward off the iron horror. Says Lo Hazav Bekishelo, Hazav, someone who's having that sort of discharge is not allowed to go with his. Uh, Container, remember they used to put a strap with a little cup, pouch, around the end of his organ so you can tell if he has more discharges to know what, uh, if he's a Zav, he's seen twice or three times and also so it doesn't dirty his clothes, etc. Um, but a Zav's not allowed to go out with that kiss. Goats aren't allowed to go with these pouches on their udders. Velo para bechoisem shebepia. A cow's not allowed to go out with the muzzle. Velo sayochim betrak. And colts are not allowed to go into the Rishus Harabim with this basket of food hanging by its mouth. Now that, that's the important one for us. It says, An animal is not allowed to go with these shoes. This is not standard like horse shoes. Those are firmly fixed to the animal. These are more loose shoes, again, to protect the animal. But uh, they could come off and the owner might come to carry them. Below Bekmia, he's not allowed to go with the animals, not allowed to go out with an amulet. Even if the amulet's from an expert. And this is a stringency by an animal over a person. Simply speaking, we're going to revise it in the Gemara, but simply speaking, it's saying an animal's not allowed to go out with an amulet but a, because he's sick. But a person who's sick can't go out with an amulet, obviously, of a mumcha, of someone, of a proven amulet that works. But. Um, an animal can go out with a bandage on its wound or or splints on its uh, break or if some afterbirth is hanging from it you can block up the bell around its neck and then you can walk it around the courtyard. With a bell, a bell on its neck, it can never go into Rishus Harabim because that's how they would put that bell on when they were going to sell animals. So it's not a. So if he goes into Rishus Harabim with a bell, it looks very bad, um, it, and it's a load. It's a masui. But around the courtyard, he can walk around with this bell um, as long as it's blocked up and not making a noise. Um, Okay, so that's the price regarding certain things that a person or an animal can go out with on Shabbos, but other animals can't. It says, um, Then he says, We said that a colt can't go out with this food hanging around its face, this truskal, into Rishus Harabim, implying that you can put it on, that it can go around the chotzer, the courtyard with it. And we've been learning up until here, well, we said at least a according to Shmuel, that you're not allowed to put this food basket on the animal. It's considered a muscle, a burden. See, the Gemara says, My love, big it must be that you're putting these things on big colts, and it's an aspect of enjoyment for them, extra comfort, and, and that you are allowed to do extra comfort. So the Gemara says, Lo, big No, we're referring to young colts, and the reason you're not allowed to do it is because of the tsar. Um, young colts, their proportions are a bit out, their legs are very long, and it's a huge strain for them to bend down and eat from the ground. So that's why the owner, so it is for Tsar, 
to hang this on young small colts, to hang this truskal, would be permitted because it's tsar, not tanog. And then he says, this is also, you can deduce this from the Mishnah, because it's lumped together with an amulet. Why would an animal, why would you put an amulet on your animal? Because it's feeling sick. And it's to alleviate its pain. So, so to hear this truskal that you're putting on the sayochim, the colts, is to alleviate its pain. Omamar. We mentioned in the Bryce of Alobah, Kamiya Afalpishahu Mumche. You're not allowed, the animal's not allowed to go out with this amulet, even if it's a Mumche, an expert's amulet. Aye, it's proven three times that it works. Oh, but we learned in a Mishnah, again, this is by people, but it says there that you can't go out with an amulet that's not proven from an expert, but you can go out from, with an amulet from an expert. So why can't the animal go out? So here, so why can't the animal go out with an amulet if it's from an expert? I, the last three times th- this vet has seen this issue, he's written an amulet and it's uh, helped the donkey. Why can't he think? There's no shiny, hachanami, shayno mumcha. You're right, you must say our case is where the amulet was not written by mumcha. But the Bryce says, even though the amulet's of a mumche, so how can you come along and we're discussing an amulet that's not? We're discussing where it's mumche, it's a proven amulet to help alleviate a person's sickness, but it's never been proven, or this is not the person who usually writes amulets for animals. That doesn't, doesn't really make sense that someone's able to write amulets that can cure a person, but not an animal. Says in yes, A person has mazal and therefore his amulet can help him, whereas an animal does not. Rashi explains um, a person has a guardian angel, and therefore the amulet can somehow I don't know how they work um, engender intervention from the guardian angel and have an effect which animals don't. So an, am- an amulet is less likely to work for an animal. Um, Yeah. Okay, if that's the case, so we're discussing um, a person, so we basically said a person can go out with an amulet that works. An animal can go out with an amulet that's proven to work for an- animals. But we ended off the price by saying this is a stringency of an animal over a person. This that an animal can't go out with an amulet is a stringency of an animal over a person. But that doesn't make sense because even a person can't go out with an amulet that's not proven to work. So he says, me, so he says, why does the Bryce say this is a stringency of an animal over a person? He says, oh, you thought that line was going regarding a Kamea? A sandal kai, that line was going regarding uh, the shoes of the animal. That's what is a stringency. A person can go with his shoe and an animal can't. The distinction is pretty obvious. If the animal's shoe falls off, there's a good chance that the owner will end up carrying it. If your shoe falls off, if you're walking somewhere and your shoe falls off, you're not going to go anywhere before you put it back on. So you're not likely to carry it and therefore a person can go with their shoes. Toshma, we learned Sakin Umafar It seems once we mentioned a Kameya, Sakin Umafarchasim la Odom Vain Sakin Umafarchasim la Bahema. You're allowed to anoint oil on a saw or put a bandage on a person's saw but not on an animal's. My love, the Ikamake Umishun Tsar. It must be that this is because of Tsar. 
Now we've been going through the whole um, the previous page saying that if it's for tsar, you can do it for an animal. You can go to that effort to do things for an animal. But here, we just said something that causes tsar, and you're not allowed to do it for an animal. So Moran says, Law, the goma makemushum tanik. No, it's where the wound's basically healed. It's just the crispy scab, and it's to alleviate, to for, comf- for extra comfort. It's not for pain, it's for extra comfort to remove it. So that you're not allowed to do for the animal. Toshma, come in here. You're not allowed to do things to help an animal. An animal that gets this oxodam. Oxodam is some sort of thing with, um, to do with the circulation, some sort of illness to do with the circulation, and the way to fix it is to go into water. So, um, if an animal has this oxodam, you're not allowed to put it in water. If a person has this um, you, he can go in cold water to cool down. Now, Omar Ula, what's the reason behind this? Why is it a whole discussion? Why can't you just, you got this uh, issue with your circulation, you're uncomfortable. Why, can't, why, why, is it, why would you not be allowed to just go into water? So, Omar Ula says it's because you might come to grind the herbs, the ingredients. This is the this is the source why on Shabbos we're not allowed to do anything for a fuah, because in their days anything that they had to do paste etc they would uh, grind them up into the paste to make the medication, and therefore that's the isudoraisa. So Chazal said you're not allowed to do anything that has therapeutic benefits. So you can so. The animal can't go in water because it's therapeutic and you're not allowed to do anything for a fuah. He says, oh, well then why can the person go into water? He says, no, Adam Nira Kameikar, it looks like the person's just cooling down, he's having a swim. Oh, we can say the same thing, the animal's also just cooling, cooling down. He says, animals don't cool down. When last did an animal jump in a pool to cool down? I mean, there are sometimes there are a few animals that do that, but generally not. So therefore, when an animal's goes into water, it's clearly for a fuah. When a person goes into cold water, it could be just for, to cool down. And that's Nalacha. Anything that is done solely for a fuah is Osir on Shabbos. But something that both sick people and healthy people do is Mutar on Shabbos because a healthy person would do that as well. One of the famous examples I gave is chicken soup. He's feeling a little bit under the weather, so he wants to have chicken soup. Oh, he's having it for a fuah? No, healthy people also have chicken soup, so he's allowed to. It's only when it's clearly apparent that it's for a fuhr that it's osur. Okay. Do we make azaras on animals? You're not allowed to grant it. You're not allowed to do a fuhr for a person because you might come to grant grant the ingredients. Would we say the same thing by an animal that you can't make a cure for an animal, do a fuhr for an animal because you might come to grant spices? For Hotanya, we learned in a Braisa. If your animal is standing outside the Tchum, you can call it and it can come. And we don't make the Xavier that you might come to carry the animal. Okay, a little bit complicated. We know that a person is not allowed to go 2,000 Amos outside of his zone on Shabbos, outside of his area. If he is already outside of his area, he's only allowed to go 4 Amos. A person's animals entrusted to the shepherd follow the shepherd's um, 2,000 amos. So what we have here is an animal that's walked outside its 2,000 amos. Its owner sees it. It's in the owner's trum. Granted, the owner can't pull it. 
can't actively take it out of the tchum because that's, uh, remember the animal also has to keep Shabbos in a way, but the animal is allowed to just do what it does. So the owner can't make the animal go outside of its tchum, but if he can call it and if the animal comes by itself, that's fine. But we don't make a regarding an animal that the owner might come to carry it. So we see that, so we should say the same thing. We don't make a that the person might come to make medicine for his animals. Okay, the boss can go into, the, the commentator is going to, oh, this, is this a good comparison? But let's assume it is a good comparison. In the one case, we see we don't make a regarding a person's animals. And in the case of Rafu, we said you've had, you, we do make a So for Amar says, no, it's not where it's going out of his trum. He's not likely to break Shabbos. It's just the animal's trum. Sorry, I should have read that. Yeah, I've um, read that once. So, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak Omer Shchikas Samamonim Gufut Tanaihi. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak says actually this whether you can make refur for your animal is uh, whether we have this gezera that you can't make refur for an animal is actually machlokes tanaim. The Tanya as we learned in the Brisa by Moshe Achla Karshinim Lo Yarzena Bechotze Bishvil Shetisrape an animal that ate Karshinim you're not allowed to walk it in the courtyard, walk it up, make it run around the courtyard because so that it it heals. Rabbi Yoshea would permit it. If the animal ate his karshinim, it blocks up his insides and the way to make him feel better for his refu is to make him run around the garden. You can't make him run around the garden on Shabbos and Rabbi Yoshea says you can. Torah Rava, Halacha Kribushaya, Rava says the halacha is like Rabbi Yoshaya, I you can. I, regarding a person's animals, there isn't such a xayra. The riff gives a good reason why we make this distinction by a person. Again, you're coming to give a person medication. You're not allowed to do anything, because, any therapeutic thing for a person because you might come to, it falls under the gen, general category of refuah and you're not allowed to do anything for refuah because you might come to grind the ingredients to make the medication. However, for an animal, we don't say that gazera. So the riff explains because a person is not as concerned. When a person's child has a headache, he'll do whatever he can to alleviate that pain and suffering of his child. With his animals, he's not as likely to do that. And therefore, we make this distinction and it would be mutar to help an animal. Okay, we're on the third wide line on Nun Gimel Amud Beis. Omamar loya itza azav b'kishelov, ola izim b'kishel b'dadeim. Azav is not allowed to go with the pouch over his... Um, because of his uh, discharge and uh, goat is not allowed to go with a pouch over its udders. Now, for Hotanya Yotes is a Makisha Bedadem. Oh, but we learned that uh, the, the Bryce teaches that a goat can go out with this pouch over its uh, udders. Omar of Yehuda, Loikashi, Hod Mahadek, Hodolo Mahadek. Rav Yehuda says it's no difficulty. Here's where it's firmly attached and here where it's not firmly attached. Um, both they agree that it's not because it's not a problem of a muscle the goat going going out with this. Um, the issue is, will the owner come to carry it? So if it's firmly attached to the others, if it's strapped on well, then it's not going to fall off, and the owner's not going to come to carry it. Omar Rav Yosef, Omar Rav Yosef says, Tanai shokalta ma'alma. Have you left? Are all the tanaim finished? I. This is an obvious machlokes tanaim. Is that uh, Ma? What Rav Yosef is, uh, Rav Yosef is, is saying, is like, why have you forgotten all the time? It's the much easier answers than to come along to this concept, which we haven't really addressed. We don't see it, any reason to address it as this way. It depends how well it's attached. 
then he brings, um, where do we see that, that there you can make it, a, say it's a machloikas tenoim. Tenayi, the Tanya we learned, the Tanayi we learned in the Mishnah, Ha'izim Yotzer's Troros, goats can go out with the others tied. Rabbi Yossi, Oyser, Bekulon, Chutzmin, HaRechelos, HaKavunos. Rabbi Yossi says all the things in the Mishnah are also except for HaRechelos, HaKavunos, which would include goats with the others tied. Rabbi Yehuda, Oymer, Izim Yotzer's Troros, Livesh, Avaloi, Lechalev, Leyavesh, Avaloi, Lechalev. Um, Rabbi Yehuda says that goats can go out with their udders tied, but only to dry out the milk and not to catch the milk. Now, boys, so we can just so, so there's two. So we see there's three opinions. One is that goats can always go out with their udders tied. One is they cannot go out with their udders tied. Rabbi Yosi and uh, Rabbi Yehuda is in between. He says they can go out the yavesh, I to dry up because that is for the goat's pain, suffering. It's uh, Seems when they lactate, they're a little weaker, and to, if the milk dries up, then they're stronger. And lichalev to milk would be asur. Tanya, Rabbi Yehuda, Maaseh beizim beisantochu show you that dayem gasim vaasur lehem kisin ketei shelo yisrutu b'dadayem. Rabbi Yehuda said that there was a case with the goats of beisantochia, and the adders were very large and they were getting cut on the thorns and uh, stones of the ground, so they put covers, tie, attached covers to them. I think once we're discussing others and breasts, there was a woman who, there's a man whose wife died and she left a son, a child that needed nursing. He wasn't able to pay for the nurse. And a miracle occurred and he grew dadim. Like the two breasts of a woman, he was able to nurse his child. Comes how great this man is that such a miracle occurred to him. Abaya says, Is a problem in this with this that they had to change? Come and see how hard it is for Hashem to provide food for the whole, for the world, for for people that he, it was easier or it was better for him to make a miracle. A proof is that we see miracles happen, but we never see food created. We never see someone goes to the cupboard and they're like, wow, there's more food than I remembered. But the miracles to save people, we do see happen. Just a little bit into this. So, um, the Ian Yaakov explains, what's the most locus Rabbi Yosef in Empire? Rabbi Yosef came along and said that it's it's bad, it's, it's wow, look at this person. Such a miracle happened to him. And Empire says, no, it's Garua. There's a problem in it. So Rav Yosef is saying that obviously Hashem could have sustained him through natural means. He could have made him chance upon a business deal or something. But Hashem clearly wanted to show everyone how great this person was. And so therefore, so that's why we see it so great that such a miracle happened. Amaya says, no, Hashem would much rather run the world in a natural way. But as we saw those teachings of how hard it is to provide sustenance for a person, to make him chance upon a good business opportunity or a good or a way to make uh, money is harder than uh, doing this miracle, but it's a problem that there's a lacking in the scenario, in the situation that Hashem didn't get to run the world in the normal way He wants it.
Um, Rabbi Yoshif says, from here we see how important and how much we have to thank and show our appreciation to Hashem for providing us with mazonas, with uh, sustenance, with food. It's not something that uh, is easy to do. Now, it seems once we mention a man who's wife died, we now bring another incident. There was a man who married a woman who was lame and he never realized until she died. Omar. Rav Borei Kamatanua, you should still come and see how, look, Rav said, wow, look how sneers, how modest this woman is, her husband never realized it. says, no, it's normal for a woman who's missing a hand to try harder. That doesn't shout sneers. Look how modest this man is, that he never ever looked at his wife, that he would, in a way, that he would actually realize um, that she was missing a hand. Okay, then next point in the Mishnah is a Chorim Yoitzas Levuvim. Rams are allowed to go Levuvim. My Levuvim, what does Levuvim mean? We're going to give three explanations. First one is Omar Avuna Tutre. My um, Tutre, in pairs, they would strap the goats together, the, the, the rams together, because they were very uh, wild, and this makes them not as mobile, so they can't uh, run away as much, get up to as much mischief. My Where do we see that the language of levuvim means close together? You're in my heart. You're close to me, my sister, my bride. Ula Omar Ula says another explanation of what levuvim means. It was a leather that they would tie on their front, their chest, and their stomachs to protect them from the wolves. I like armor. What do you mean? The wolves only attack the males and not the females. Why would they only put on the males? It says, no, because the males go out at the head of the herd. Obviously, but so far, tell me wolves would only attack the front of the herd and not the back. No, the males are fatty. You tell me they know fat and female sheep. But to me, what's the difference? Between would the wolf be able to distinguish between the males and the females? Elamishum is a kifi chotmayo masguki tofu. Rather, it seems because the wolves, the 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 rams walk with their noses upraised and they look from side to side. Rashi seems to explain that they look like they all confident and waiting for a fight, and it antagonizes the wolves, and therefore the wolves are more likely to go and fight with them. I thought a simple explanation is that they're busy looking from side to side and they look distracted. Therefore, the wolves think they're easier targets. So therefore, they would put this leather on them to protect them. Rab Nachman bar Yitzchak Omar, this is the third um, explanation of what Levuvin means. It's the skin that they would... Um, it's the it's a, it's a cloth that they would tie over their organs so that they can't mate me my where do you get that this should be what it means because late in the mission it says the females would go they would tie the tail strap the tail of the female up so that it's easier for the men to the males to mate with the female sheep. The first part is that the 
to stop mating in the second mod is to increase mating, but it's the same uh, um, the same discussion at hand. Straps to make it easier or harder to mate. Now, where do you see that the language of Shehuzo is, is refer, is, means like exposed? A woman came out to meet him. Exposed like a Zoyna. And evil thoughts around her heart. And Rashi explains, Shehuzo is Shehuzo. It's like a contraction of that word. So Shehuzo, as we see, means uh, exposed to those of the three explanations of what Luvuvin means. Either it's the rams, two rams strapped together in pairs to make them less mobile, which is now so that they don't uh, go wild, etc. Second is armor that they would place to protect them from the wolves, and armor. And third is to strap up their tails. And we also now know what Shechuzos means, and that is the tail of the female sheep tied up so that it's easier for mating. Okay, we'll leave it there for today and continue tomorrow.